Welcome to Education Currents, a show designed to provide current educational news and commentary from a Christian worldview. The greatest resource any community has is its children, and by providing for them the best possible education, we are providing for ourselves and future generations. Join us as we explore the latest social and political issues surrounding education. Here are your hosts, Dr. Rose Gamblin. Welcome, welcome to Education Currents. I'm Dr. Rose Gamblin, and I'm here with Pat Williams, and he is the Senior Vice President of the NBA's Orlando Magic. He has more than 50 years of professional sports experience, has written dozens of books, including the popular Coach Wooden or Wooden. That's right, John. Wooden is Wooden. Uh, the coach, coach that Wooden. we've written about. That's right, Rose. And it's not who you know, but it's who you are, and is one of America's most sought-after motivational speakers. He lives in Florida, and you can go to his website, patwilliams.com. Welcome to the show, Pat. I thought uh, maybe the best way would be for you to set the stage and tell us a little bit about your history, and then we'll talk about the success intersection. Well, that sounds good to me, Rose. I uh, grew up in Wilmington, Delaware. My dad was a high school coach and history teacher, and uh, he took me to my first Major League Baseball game when I was seven years old in Philadelphia. I fell in love with baseball at that point, and uh, I knew quite young, at seven really, what I wanted to do with my life. I wanted to be a ball player. And I spent my entire days through school and then college at Wake Forest and into the pro ranks with the Phillies for a couple of years. And uh, that was my goal. That was my dream. Uh, My playing career ended, but the Phillies gave me the opportunity uh, to get into the front office, the administrative end of baseball. And I spent five years running minor league ball clubs for the Phillies. I ended up in Spartanburg, South Carolina for four years. It was there that I came to know Christ. At age 27, I became a Christian and accepted Christ, and that was a, obviously a very dramatic turning point in my life. Shortly thereafter, I had an opportunity to switch sports into basketball and joined the Philadelphia 76ers, and that started what is now a 48-year career in the National Basketball Association. In the process, somewhere back many years, Rose, I, I wrote a book, Little Realizing that uh, 104 books later, you know, I would still be at it. Uh, And so my most recent book has just come out. It's called The Success Intersection. Uh, I speak a great deal around the country and write a great deal about success. Uh, I think God wants us to be successful. He puts us down on this earth with certain skills, certain ability, and I think we have an obligation to max them out and become the very best we can be. So this new book we're going to talk about, The Success Intersection, is simply about when your greatest talent intersects with your greatest and strongest passion. Well, then you found your sweet spot in life, and that's where you want to stay. (laughs) So did I understand you correctly when you said you've written 104 books? Uh, You heard that right, Rose. Yeah, this this book that we're talking about today is book 104. My my high school English teacher would never believe this. <laughs> Mr. Oviat would be turning over in his grave if he heard this news that Pat Williams, who was not one of his better students, you know, suddenly had uh, become a author of over 100 books. But uh, the topics keep coming up, the subjects keep coming up that 
interests me. And as long as there's a publisher, Rose, who's interested in doing the book, well, we uh, we, we write another. Doing we it. keep on doing it. Write another book. So when did you find your sweet spot? You just mentioned about how when what you're passionate about intersects with. Well, when your talent, great ta- best talent, crosses over, intersects with your greatest passion. And, uh, Rose, it was funny. I, I, my dad took me to that ball game. I fell in love as a seven-year-old at Shibe Park in Philadelphia with the sights yes. and the sound yes. and the smell of baseball yes. and the color. Everything that day was green. <laughs> green grass, green walls, green seats. And I was absolutely riveted as a little boy. And I woke up the next morning. This was in 1947. <laughs> I woke up that next Monday morning after this Sunday doubleheader, and I knew uh, exactly what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, did God speak to me? I think God does speak to us. It may yes. not be audibly, but he certainly uh, plants yes. desires, and he plants seeds in our brain and in our heart. And uh, that seed was planted very firmly as a little boy, and uh, so... Through my high school days and into college, I was focused. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, and, and so that talent wasn't good enough to get to the major <laughs> leagues. So, and, and this can really be a downer when you realize that what you're passionate about, you're not talented enough. Like, I'm passionate about piano playing, and, but I'm not talented enough. I mean, I can play, but I'm never going to be a concert pianist. Well, Rose, I think that's a good point you make. Uh, We do have to make a living. And uh, so I tell people when I hear that kind of a story, uh, play for joy. You know, play for the love of it. Uh, You don't have to have an audience of 8,000 people on their feet screaming and hollering because you're the top pianist in the world. Uh, Go play and enjoy it. Uh, But but the bottom line is this. uh, When your talent begins to develop, I've noticed uh, in many cases that's where the passion kicks in. And it's a, it's a combination. You can have the greatest talent in the world, but if you're not excited and enthusiastic and energetic about what you're doing, uh, that talent is never really going to develop. Yeah. So, so the two yes. have to cross over. And when that crossover takes place, uh, I think you've got a magical com- uh, you know, combination right there. So you recognize that you were never going to be a baseball star. <laughs> but you were able then to help others reach their potential in the field. Well, uh, the Phillies initially uh, threw a coat and tie in my direction and said, you've got a better future here uh, running a team or being an executive yes. uh, than you would as a player. So I accepted that. And I, I uh, understood it, and that was the, the next major thrust in my life. And I uh, worked as hard as I could. And, Rose, by the way, that leads to another discussion here. Uh, <laughs> and that is you can have this wonderful talent, but I have found uh, the great ones in life really work hard at developing that talent. Uh, they never just say, uh, good is enough. Yeah. They're driven. That's right. They're driven to be the very best that they can be, whether it's Serena Williams in tennis or Michael Jordan in basketball or the great Ted Williams in baseball. 
yeah. or the, the, the top concert pianists. Uh, they never stop practicing. They never stop working at it. Uh, they're never satisfied yeah. uh, with, their, with their level of talent. So uh, that, that's an important step here. When you have great talent, you've got to really develop, really work at it. And, and by the way, all of those people that I just mentioned, uh, they were known for their passion, uh, for their zeal about what they were doing, uh, their uh, energy level, uh, their enthusiasm. It was Ralph Waldo Emerson who said nothing great was ever accomplished without enthusiasm. Yeah. And interestingly enough, those last four letters of the word enthusiasm, I-A-S-M, I think they stand for I am sold myself. <laughs> I am sold myself. And when you're sold, uh, everybody around you is going to be sold, you know, because of that great enthusiasm you have for, for what you're doing. So failure then, how do you deal with failure? Uh, Rose, we're all going to have failure in life. We're all going to have disappointments. Uh, we're all. I mean, did you feel like you had failed when they gave you a tie? Well, well it hurt. I mean, when I when they said your playing days are over, yeah, that was uh, uh, that hurt. But but in the same discussion, they said uh, we want you to stay around here and start learning the ropes of the front office that same year in 1963. So that was a good, that was good. Uh, this door is closing. The playing door is closing, but we're opening another door for yeah. you here. Yeah. And, and, and so let's talk for a minute about failure, setbacks, yeah. disappointment. We're all going to have them. Uh, so what do, what do we take from that? I, I think the best thing I could say there is uh, don't waste your failures. Don't yeah. waste your heartaches. Don't waste your pain. We're in a very teachable mode when the roof caves in. Uh, when everything is going beautifully, swimmingly, uh, we become very independent very self-sufficient, but when things tur- turn and begin to really fall on us, uh, I think what we do then is cling tightly to the Lord. Amen. We do. We, we, we tend yes. to absolutely seek him and, and hang on for life. Yes. And, and in that process, I think what he is saying, uh, don't waste this painful period. Yes. Uh, learn from it because on, it's going to end. And on the other side of it, you want to be sharper and sweeter yes. and more helpful to other people yes. as a result of yes. what you've gone through. Yes, more of a disciple. So don't waste your sufferings. That, that, don't waste your suffering. That, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Okay, well, we're going to take a break right here. But okay. when we come back, I want to talk about how to identify our talents. I know so many young people are going... I just don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I don't know what I'm good at. So mm-hmm. I think this would really help them. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Education Currents. Be sure and like us on our Education Currents Facebook page and consider joining MRG Media in this radio ministry. You can call us anytime at 301 301- That's 301-824-3162. Or write to MRG Media at P.O. Box 413, Smithsburg, Maryland, 21783. That's P.O. Box 413, Smithsburg, Maryland, 21783.
welcome back. I'm talking with Pat Williams, the author of The Success Intersection. We're talking about the book. I hope you were here with us uh, for the first part of the show. If not, well, go to our podcast and you can hear it again. Pat, we were talking about how do we identify our talents. It would really help us know what we wanted to be when we grew up if we knew what we were good at. Rose, that's where parents and grandparents and teachers and coaches and youth workers, that's where they come in. I think uh, any young people under our supervision uh, have the right to hear from us and, and explain to young people, I see potential here, Fred. Uh, in fact, uh, I noticed that you've got leadership skills because everybody on the playground is, 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 gravitates to you. And in the classroom, they all listen to you when you say, sit down or whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, or uh, an English teacher says to Mary Lou in the eighth grade, I love the way you write. Uh, I mean, you're creative in your vocabulary. Wow. I mean, I really think you have a future in writing. And, you know, sometimes no one tells you anything. You just... At Rose, that's what you you hit it. And, and so kids, without any input, any direction in this regard, uh, they begin to try and figure it out on their own, and they wander and drift. But, but when kids are very young, when children are younger, uh, we need to be planting seeds in their life about what we see for them in the future. Amen. Uh, I, I love the way you do this, or I really see some skills here. Are you aware of, you know, this ability that you seem to have? You say to your eight-year-old, and and uh, those those that input is not wasted. Yes. Now the kid may not jump up and down and have a eureka moment right there, but believe me, uh, we are planting issues, mm-hmm. seeds in his life. And you're right; many young people never hear that. They never get any direction. They never get that word of yes. hope and direction. But but we need, as parents and coaches and all, we need, uh, Rose, to really be talking to kids about their future at a young age. We need to be talking to them about uh, where where do you want to go to college. I, I did that drill with my children uh, when it was college time. Do you want to go to a big school or a small school? Do you want to go where the weather is colder or do you want to stay where it's warmer? Uh, do you want to go to a big-time sports school or a smaller? You know, I would walk them yes, through that drill yes. uh, to try and get them focused on where might be the best place to go to college. And uh, so I, 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 it's a yes. good discussion we're having on that topic, Rose. We, we can't affirm our children too much. And we need to spot talent. Yeah. Uh, a quick story. My son, Bobby, lives in Sarasota. He's works in professional baseball, but they have twin boys. They're four years old. And from the time Teddy, little Teddy ball game, was two years old, he was running, he was taking a bat, he was swinging it, and uh, they signed him up for T-ball as a four-year-old, four-, five-, and six-year-old league. Uh, He's played his first game as a four-year-old in in T-ball. I went over to see the first game, (laughs) and the little guy's pretty good. I mean, he yeah. hits, hits it and he can run pretty good. And uh, Now, his twin brother, Jack, couldn't care less. Do you want to play yes. ball? No, he had no interest. But he loves to entertain. Yeah. And he loves to make people <laughs> laugh. 
So he'll be the commentator. Loves to tell stories. <laughs> so they've got him signed up this fall in the little theater in Sarasota. He'll be five then. And so uh, parents need to be looking yes. and not forcing. You know, to, That's to right. To force little Jack to say, Jack, you're playing ball. I don't care. No. Oh, be, it wouldn't be fair yeah. to him. Yeah. Or, I, I love so, that. So, so you've got to re- really be alert and figure out what it is at an early age, what your yeah. children seem to be enjoying and where do they have some uh, inclination to. So, so that's a quick little story about yes. Teddy and Jack. One, one a ball player, one an actor. So, and their parents seem to have spotted that yes. at a very, very young age. And we need both. And so, so tell me about the, is it the 10,000 uh, hour rule? Well, that's, the, that's this famous 10,000 hours that uh, the great ones uh, have put in 10,000 hours of practice. Whether, oh, okay. it's the, whether it's the violinist or the pianist or the baseball player or the basketball player or the mountain climber or whatever it is, 10,000-hour rule. Of- I happen to think that it's um, not accurate. <laughs> I, I would say that these great stars in whatever the field have put in far more hours than 10,000 yeah, hours. Yeah, probably. I, I think that 10,000-hour rule is probably low. Uh, that, that, that the ones who have really, really excelled and become stars, I believe they put in more than 10,000 <laughs> hours. And they continue to do it, by the way. Yeah. You know, if, if, you know they, Michael Jordan was playing in the NBA, I mean, well, deep into his 30s. And he was practicing and working just as hard at 38 as he did when he was 21. Uh, they never stopped. They never let up. Uh, they never want to embarrass themselves. Uh, they always are trying to take it to another level. Yeah. And and there's a good lesson for us. We ne- we never have arrived with That's success. Right. We're never at the <laughs> point where we can say, "I am successful and I will be the rest of my life." Uh, you better keep chucking away at it. You better keep working at it, trying to keep improving, taking your talents. In other yes. words, never take your talent for granted. Right. So what are some things that might be dream stompers and confidence killers that we need to avoid? Uh, negative people comes, <laughs> comes to my mind. Uh, people who want to down your dreams, uh, who speak to you. Uh, Walt Disney, by the way, Rose, called them well poisoners. Well poisoners. Well poisoners. These are people who are negative and uh, themselves. And, and they're planting negative seeds in you. Uh, oh, you'll never do that. What, yeah. what, what makes you think you could be a radio announcer? Yeah. You know, you'll, you're, that's never going to happen. <laughs> because there's something negative in their spirit, and, they, and they're going to infect you with it. So I tell uh, what, when it's possible, when it's possible, uh, try and avoid those well poisoners in your life when you can now, when you can. Now, if your parents happen to be well poisoners, uh, that's that's a lot tougher. But but hopefully, uh, in the life of a youngster, there is somebody who Walt Disney, by the way, called a life enhancer. <laughs> life enhancer, I like so that hopefully, too. Hopefully, you have a uh, teacher or a coach or a grandparent who is a life enhancer who can overcome yes. the well poisoners. But I tell young people, don't date well poisoners. Certainly don't marry one. Yes. And, uh, and if you've got friends 
in your life who are constantly negative. Don't they? They have no goals, dreams, or aspirations, and they don't want you to have them either. Right. It, uh, you've got to you've got to avoid them. Yes, because, that, that's great advice. Because they'll infect you. You know, they'll get through to you, and the next thing you know, you'll be pulled down to their level. Yes. Whereas you want to soar, and you want to live to your full potential. You want to become everything that God intended you to be when He planted you on this earth. Amen. You need people to be uplifting and encouraging and rooting for you and cheering you on. And and recognize it for what it is. If you have a negative person in your life and uh, maybe maybe they're a relative or somebody you really can't totally get away from, you, you just have to really discipline yourself to focus on God. Well, God is there rooting and cheering for us. He is. Believe me, he wants us to do well. He wants us to live to our full potential but but eventually you've got to begin to weed out those negative influences in your life because they uh well it's like crabs in a barrel rose i don't know whether you've ever seen them but you 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 catch crabs and put them in a barrel and uh they begin to try and escape and they start trying to get up the side of that that uh, can or that jar where you where you've got the, the tub and uh they'll never escape because as one crab begins to emerge, the others are down below and pulling him back. Yes. Back down into the That's water. Right. Back down where they are. And so you don't have to worry about a crab getting out of there because the others will pull him down. And so uh, I think it's the same with us. Well, we have one minute left in the show. And I'd like you to leave us with one word. We have been talking to Pat Williams, author of The Success Intersection. And just leave us one word of courage here. Well, uh, seek out and have mentors in your life, Rose. It's important to have mentors, all of us, no matter how, yes. what our age. Uh, we can call them mentors or life coaches or sages, uh, but uh, everybody needs mentors in their life. You don't need 20 of them, but you need three or four people in your life that you can go to. And, and I have found that the key quality that mentors must have is called wisdom. Wisdom. Wisdom is a big deal to God. Uh, he writes about it a great deal uh, in uh, his, uh, his book. And seek out those people with wisdom. Go to them. Seek their counsel. Ask their advice. Tell them what's going on in your life and, and get their, their view of it. And, and uh, don't try and do it all alone. We need people around us who care about us, yeah. love us, yeah. want the best for us. And, uh, and, uh, that, that's, now it may be a parent, it may be a, somebody, you know, an older mm-hmm. relative, it could be somebody at the school, but find mentors and listen to them <laughs> yes. and, fo- and follow their counsel. That, that's, that enhances talent. Yes. Rose. And Rose, keep being a good reader. You know, yes. I'm, I'm big on books, big on reading. And, uh, I think, uh, gifted people, you know, keep learning their yes. whole life. Yeah. Learning and, and leadership, for example, are indispensable to each other. That is a great way to conclude this show. Thank you so much for being with us. And I have one last thing to say, and that is keep learning. You have been listening to Education Currents, a production of MRG Media Ministries. For more on this or to contact us, Go to mrgmediaministries.com. That's all one word, mrgmediaministries.com.